Everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. If you are someone who has been on a constant roller coaster of losing weight, gaining it back, and the amount of frustration that comes with finding reliable health advice, this is the podcast for you. We are health and mindset specialists that want to coach you so fucking well that we not only help you achieve the physical results you're after, but help improve your relationship with your food, your body, and yourself from a mental and emotional standpoint so that we can become completely redundant to you. Yes, you heard that right. We coach our clients to make us redundant. Thank you so much for listening in. Your support means the absolute world to us. Without further delay, let's jump into your episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Everybody, welcome back to 2023. Welcome back to 2023. Just welcome to 2023, really. Welcome back to the podcast of which is in 2023. There we go. I'm off to an absolute flyer already. Uh, But this one is going to be about how to stick to your goals and create consistency in 2023, or how to build consistency. Insert synonym here for achieving consistency. I was contemplating on if I should take this down the, like the smart route, which is like the um, S-M-A-R-T, which is, I believe, uh, small, measurable, attainable, whatever the R stands for, and then tangible. I always forget what the R stands for. But instead of that, because that seems to be absolutely everywhere whenever you look up like how to set goals or how to make sure this, if you're looking for how to stick to goals or how to set goals, the number one thing that will come up is the SMART analogy, S-M-A-R-T or S-M-A-T, if you're Homer. S-M-R-T, I mean S-M-A-R-T. There we go. <laughs> but anywho, welcome back. It's been a whirlwind of events and everything. I hope you all had an amazing Christmas, New Year's, all the fun stuff. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. You've already gotten a glimpse as to what it is, which is just absolute nonsense of me going on tangents. Uh, Laura is the one that's going to be producing a hell of a lot of value. And uh, yeah, I'm just the dickhead that jumps on here and just goes, why are you yelling at garden gnomes? And then people are like, what the fuck? I better give this guy money to figure out what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> but nonetheless, we are here and I'm going to jump straight into it. Um, after delaying for ages. I'll start with the how to stick to your goals. Most likely, whenever someone is setting goals, the first thing that they do is say, I want to lose 10 kilos. I'm just going to fixate on that for a second. They say, I want to lose 10 kilos. Cool. And then they do whatever they think or what they have done in the past to lose weight. And there's nothing wrong with that because obviously that's the experience that you have in losing weight. But whenever people set the goals, particularly like New Year's resolutions, it's I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to lose 10 kilos or I'm going to run this 10K or I'm going to do this, which is awesome. But people are setting end goals and that can be overwhelming as shit. And when you set end goals, it's essentially saying, I'll be happy when I hit this or I'm not allowed to feel successful or feel like I've achieved anything or anything in the positive realm of feelings. I'm not allowed to see that, feel that, think that, or have that until this end goal is achieved. And when you've got the goal of essentially 10 kilos, let's just say 12 weeks, because that's that's what I used to do, 10 kilos in 12 weeks. If you've got 12 weeks and you lose six kilos in 12 weeks, and then you're like, oh my God, I didn't get there, I failed. Because you're saying, I want to lose 10 kilos. And then if you, it's also like, if I'm setting weight loss goals, if I just say I want to lose weight and I lose 500 grams, well, I've succeeded. Is that enough? No, it's not. Okay, cool. What number do I have to do to actually feel successful? Whenever people are setting goals, it's the end goal. And that's what creates, I believe, that's what 
is creates the frustration and the overwhelm of how the fuck am I actually going to hit these goals and do these things that I really want to. Set goals that are the first step or the next step. Set those goals instead. Because if you're <coughs> if you're setting goals that are and you can write this down. If you're available to write this down, please do it. But for the love of God, don't whip out your phone or a notepad if you're on the highway. That would be bad. Uh, get out the goal. And if you do have an end goal, fantastic. I'm not saying don't have end goals. But write the end goal down and then underline it. And then say, what do I need to do to achieve this thing? And if it's 10 kilos, for the love of God, don't say, I need to lose 10 kilos to lose 10 kilos. I fucking get it. I can hear your smart ass response. And it's exactly what I would say. So good on you. But, <laughs> to bring it back to a tangible sense, what do you need to do to be able to lose 10 kilos? If you've done it before, then this is going to be rather simple to answer, but we're going to go deeper. But answering these questions could be something like, I need to go back to the gym. I need to go to the gym, let's just say, four days a week. Or knowing, knowing how people are going to set these goals. I need to go to the gym five days a week. I need to eat healthier. I need to eat less, move more, essentially. That's going to be the short-term goals that people are going to come up with. Then you look into those goals and you say, what do I need to do to achieve that goal? If it's going to the gym five days a week, the first thing that I say, whenever anybody, any one-on-one -on -one coaching and they say, yep, I'm signing up, in their questionnaire, it is how many days a week would you like us to program for you? Almost everyone says, I don't know, four to five with a question mark. Then I message them and say, am I programming for four or for five? And they say, Ideally, I would like to be getting there and doing five, but I just don't think that's possible right now. Cool. So why would I be programming for something that's not possible? That's what goes through my head. And that's the type of questioning that I want you to get to. Because most people say, I need to go to the gym five days a week in order to lose weight. And then as soon as I say them, say to them, hey, how many days a week am I programming for you? Oh, five, but I don't think that's reasonable. I think probably better off going for like three or four. Again, is it three or is it four? Um, four if I really push myself, but three, I know that I can get there. Sweet. I'm going to program you for three days a week. Start there. I don't care how quickly you see these results. I don't care if you go two days a week or one day a week. I'm setting the goal for you of what is the first step in this process. That's it. I'm not looking for how do you go from A to Z as quickly as fucking possible. I'm looking for how do we go from A to B without you feeling like this is a second job or a chore or something that makes you want to put your head through a fucking wall. That's what I'm looking for. Because the most successful clients that I've ever worked with are the people that say, I don't know really what I want. Like they know that they want weight loss. They know they want to feel better and more confident and get rid of the overwhelm of nutrition. They have an idea or an intention of why they're signing up. And that's awesome. But the first step is always like, what do you want to do? It's like, if, if I could just get to the gym consistently, I would be happy with that. And then that's where I come out and say, sweet. How many days realistically do you think you can get to the gym? Or do you know that you can get to the gym? And they say, oh, probably two or three. I go, sweet. I'm going to start you off with two. If you nail that two weeks in a row, I'll push you up to three. If you do that for two weeks in a row, and then in brackets, and you're still feeling good, then I'll push it to four. But we just need to start off with something that is the first step that you know is achievable and that is going to be the first thing to get to, to go from A to B and then B to C and then C to D. We're just quite literally playing hopscotch at this point. 
We just need to go one, two, three, four. We don't look right up the end and go, how the fuck am I going to get there? You're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get frustrated and you're going to want to give up because being in a calorie deficit and losing weight is fucking awful. It just is. Any sort of dieting is like, why the fuck would I do this? And if you're an all or nothing type of person that goes for a kilo a week or goes for something that's unsustainable or goes for something that is all out, I want to achieve this and then I'm fucking done. That all or nothing mentality lasts for usually about three weeks at most. That's it. And then you're done. And then you go a million degrees, a million degrees, then you go a million miles in the opposite direction and go, well, if I can't lose this weight quickly or if I can't do this, then what is the point? particularly around the menstrual cycle, around the menstrual, you're always on your menstrual cycle, so it's not around that, but it is a cycle, so it is around. Look at me go, wordplay. Uh, what are you doing, Loki? Cat's being all cute. Uh, but for this one, this is really going to be, what is the first step in doing that? And people often give up, there we go, I got my train of thought back. People often give up, particularly in weight loss, when it is around their period. And usually the week before where they start bloating and the body is going to want to hold on to salt and water. And there's that liquid retention or fluid retention, as people say, because liquid retention just sounds fucking gross. But fluid retention, for some reason, sounds better. But if you're saying to someone to be like, hey, what's that liquid in that container? You wouldn't blink an eye. But if someone says, what's the fluid in that container? You would be like, what the fuck is in that container? <laughs> Yet for some reason, when I say liquid retention, it's like, Ugh, that's not right. But fluid retention, totally fine. Who would have thought the philosophical questions here at Inside the Genie's Lamp? <laughs> Ask them the big questions. Uh, <laughs> that got me good. So we're asking the question of, well, essentially we're asking the better question. Um, and if you're in that all or nothing mindset and around your period, that's where the fluid retention starts. And if you're in that all or nothing mindset, you're going to say, I've done all this hard work, but the scales aren't moving or they're slightly going up or they've just jumped overnight for no fucking reason at all. That is usually enough to have a big emotional response for fuck this. Why am I even bothering? Hey everyone, just jumping in really quick to let you know that the first two months of the year are typically our busiest in terms of inquiries for one-on-one -on -one mindset coaching and at the rate that we have been going, we are fully expecting to book out by mid-February. If you have ever thought about doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with us, either Laura or myself, now would be the best time to reach out even just to get some feelers and some more information so you know what your program and coaching experience would look like and you can plan for it in the future. Check out our website for more information, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or put the notifications on our Instagram profile for posts so that you don't miss out on any opportunities. Thank you so much. Back to the episode. And we don't want that. We want to avoid that where possible. That's why we try to make dieting slower, sustainable, and more, how do I say it? More appealing to your mental and emotional health. Because that's the shit that's going to keep you motivated. And that's the stuff that's going to keep you going to the gym and eating healthy. Because when you want to give up, obviously, you talk to you. Most likely, in your head. Where your mental and emotional things can run rampant at a million miles a minute. But if you say them out loud or write them down, then they have to slow down to however quick that you can write. That's why we often get people to write down their thoughts. Not because we're like, hey, share all of your thoughts with us and journaling is going to be amazing. Main reason we do it is to fucking slow you down so that you can actually look at your thoughts. And then once you've got them all out on paper, eight out of 10 of them, you're going to go, well, that's fucking stupid. And you're going to cross out eight of them. And then the two that are left, you're going to go, okay. Which of these is the biggest issue right now that I want to tackle or that I feel like I can tackle? And then you do that. 
And that's problem solving 101 with the fitness genie. So to hit these goals, we're not looking for massive goals. We're looking for these little intermediate goals that are more like guidelines. Don't put a time frame on it. That is the number one thing that I'll fucking tell you. If you are setting goals, yes, it's good to have a sense of urgency of, you know, if you're at work and you're setting goals, hey, I need this document by the end of the month. That's a deadline. It's a sense of urgency. And it's going to, particularly for the people that are adrenaline junkies or the people that just work better under pressure, that's going to work really well. But particularly when we're talking about health and fitness, something that does not have a deadline until you are dead, it, you have it and you can work on it until you are no longer breathing and you are not alive. That's it. That's how long you have. So there's no particular deadline on it. We don't know. So instead of putting an intense deadline on it and saying, I want to lose five kilos in three weeks or five kilos in five weeks or whatever it is, we don't do that. We just say, what is the goal that you want? And then fuck off the time urgency from it and say, if I want to lose five kilos, cool. I want to lose five kilos. What are the steps to losing five kilos? I want to lose the first kilo, second kilo, third kilo, fourth, and then eventually fifth. What do you need to do to lose the first kilo? Well, I could probably, instead of having two snacks per day, I could have one. Do that for a week. Doing that for a week, weight loss is coming down, let's just say 500 grams, but then it starts to stall. What could I do to push this extra 500 grams? Maybe I could go for a walk five days a week instead of two. Awesome. Or maybe even four or three or so, just whatever is better, whatever is that little bit better. And then we pick these goals and these guidelines that are essentially taking us in the direction that we want to go. But we're doing it in such a small way that they all compound over time. And particularly with the goals that you're setting, if it's going to the gym and going for walks and making more mindful selections when it comes to your nutrition, it's going to be more sustainable because they're the things that we already subconsciously do without even thinking about it. You go to a pub, what are you getting? 80% of you just said Palmer and chips. I know that for a fact. If you are a chronic dieter, maybe you're going to say steak and chips or steak and salad or whatever the salad or soup of the day is, whatever it's going to be. And if I didn't answer your question, you are better than me. Um, because that is me. If there's pulled pork on the menu, I'm fucking going for that every single time. Had a pulled pork eggs Benny. Uh, when was it? It was like three months. No, Jesus. It was like nine months ago because it was before we even had this house. Went to this cafe and it had eggs Benny and then pulled pork in the thing. And I was like, that doesn't sound right, but I'll give it a go because it's pork. Tried it, changed my world. There was like apple sauce in it as well. Holy shit. It was the best thing in the world. Uh, don't know where I'm going with that, but there you go. If you ever have the opportunity to do uh, applesauce, pulled pork, eggs, Benny. Oh my God, it was the best shit in the world. Just pulled pork and a poached egg. That changed my life. That got me good. And uh, I'm very proud of that. <laughs> I tried something different. Look at me now, Ma. Uh, where was I? Goals. <laughs> Setting those goals. So don't be too upset with yourself, or I should say, well, yeah, don't be too upset with yourself. But what I was actually going to say, don't set goals that are way out in like, I'm going to do this in six months time. Because as much as it's like, hey, what's your five year journey? And what's this? And what's that? You most likely right now are not the type of person that can do delay gratification for years on end. It's just not going to work. If you can do short term gratification for a few days from now, then make your goals a few days from now ish and say a few days from now, I want to be 200 grams lighter or a few days from now, I want to be able to say that I've read 60 pages in this book. That's 20 pages 
per day. And you can just do that. And you just make those goals small and achievable. My God, I'm doing it already without even doing it. Small and achievable is what we're after because they're more likely going to be sustainable. And they're the things that you can immediately take action on and tick so that you can say, I am on my way to this particular big end goal that I want. Now, that's how we're going to set goals. If you have the end goal of I want to lose 10 kilos, what do you need to do to lose the 10 kilos? And then when you're writing down all the things like go to the gym, eat better, whatever it is, when you're writing down all of those things, I want you to also write down what do you have to do to do those things? And also, are they realistic? Oh, that's the R in smart. Jesus Christ, Travis. It's embedded in me too well. Are they realistic? Because that's the first question that I often ask people when I get their questionnaire back for one-on-one coaching. Is you going to the gym five days a week realistic or are you just doing it because that's what everyone, every personal trainer that you've ever worked with before has said is ideal? Uh, yeah, it's just that one. Cool. So maybe this time we actually focus on what you want to do and what you can do and what you've got the capacity for. Let's work within that capacity and build some habits within that capacity because you're not going to burn out most likely. You're not going to burn out if you are working to your capacity or just below your capacity. And then if you want to push it or you want to do a little bit more or whatever it is, we can cross that bridge when we get there to say, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I think I can push for four days instead of three. Awesome. Here's a fourth day. Let's see if you can do it. And if you do do it, fantastic. That is also consequentially, I'm going to say that, consequentially going to help you with consistency because you're doing things that are within your capacity. And if you have the capacity to do them, there's most likely going to be a shitload less reasons or less excuses to get in your way. If you are running over capacity, you are burning out. And it's a lot easier to figure out or to get out of something that you're doing if you're burning out. Oh, fuck, I'm tired. Oh, I had a shit day at work. Oh, this was fucking awful. And you're just going to essentially have an awful time with persuading yourself to get to the gym. And then that's going to reinforce the, I don't like going to the gym because I'm always tired. Or when I go to the gym, I always feel shit. But when I finish, I always feel better. Getting there is the hardest part, I will admit that. But the thing that we're looking for is what do you immediately need to do within this next three days? Small. Is those, is those, wow, are those next three days or are those next seven days, the goals that you've set within that guideline, are they realistic for you? Uh, probably not. Cool. What is realistic for you? Uh, maybe if I go to the gym three days. Sweet. Let's do three days. Cool. Uh, the workouts that you've got set for those three days, do you know what you're doing in those three days? I'll just do this workout that my previous trainer gave me. Awesome. Uh, based on your schedule that you've just shown me, you've got 40 minutes to do this workout. Do you reckon you'll get everything done on that program in 40 minutes? Probably not. Sweet. So that program is unrealistic. What can you do in 40 minutes? Uh, probably like this one, this one, this one. I'm familiar with this. Sweet. You've just made up your own workout. Let's do A, B, C, D in 40 minutes and smash that out. A little bit of cardio at the end if you can. Done. There you go. You made your own program. You made your own schedule. And you're more than likely going to go do it because now you know that it's achievable and it's not this massive fucking thing of, oh my God, I have to do all these exercises and be here for two hours. Work within the parameters and the consistency, oh, sorry, work within the parameters and the capacity, there we go, that you have already. You know yourself better than anyone. So try not to let people come in and say, no, you have to do this because this is ideal. They don't know your capacity, at least initially. 
They don't know what your capacity is and what you can do. You know your capacity better than anyone else. Sometimes, yeah, you're just going to have to fucking suck it up and you're going to have to go. That's going to build some sort of consistencies by being disciplined. But building the consistency is my next thing. You've got these goals. You're going to the gym. Fantastic. It's all looking good. If you do start to go to the gym, or let's just say you've started going to the gym, but now you're starting to come up and you, you know, it's within your capacity, everything that I just spoke about, you're already doing that. Fantastic. It's the best thing in the world. But let's say uh, it's summer at the moment. So let's just say it starts getting really hot and you start hitting the massive CBFs. Let's just say that. How do we make sure that you still go to the gym? Instead of focusing on all the negatives about if you were to go to the gym right now, we focus on the positives. And it's going to be hard when you start off. Don't worry, there's another step coming to this. But initially when you start off, this is going to be very difficult. Oh my God, it's too hot. Well, at least the gym has air conditioning. Oh, this can't be fucked. I've had a shit day. I cannot be bothered. Like, yeah, but if I get it done now, I don't have to worry about it later. And then I won't feel guilty about doing it. Plus, it's going to be in the air con. That's going to be awesome. Worst case, I can just go sit on the treadmill. I'm just going to go do that. We start focusing on the positives of going to the gym, and then it becomes something that you want to do instead of something that you're loathing because of something that is unrelated to the gym happened before. And obviously, gym is going to relate to your life. But for now, we're just going to separate them. I'm pretending that you don't go to the gym already and that you have never stepped foot inside of a gym or that you don't want to or whatever. Start thinking about the positives of going to the gym. It's going to be air-conned or it's, it, it's always going to be somewhere between 19 and 20 and a half, 20 and a half degrees, I believe, depending on what gym you go to. But it's going to be somewhere between 19 and 21 degrees all the time. If it's winter, well, it's going to be 19 to 21 degrees. That sounds pretty good. If it's summer, well, it's going to be 19 to 21 degrees. That sounds pretty good. The weather inside the gym is always good. That's the fun thing that I figured out about it. Going to the gym is a pain in the ass and getting up there is a pain in the ass. But once you're there, it's very easy. So start focusing on the positives of getting to the gym or start focusing on the positives of eating well. One thing that I've already spoken to a fair few clients uh, about their nutrition for this year is let's just make the decision for your nutrition that makes you feel awesome for tomorrow morning. The last thing that anybody wants is to wake up and feel bloated and sluggish. They didn't sleep well. That, for me, is very powerful. If I wake up and I've had a shit sleep, I'm like, well, there goes the fucking day. It takes me probably like five, ten minutes to get out of that thinking and just start my normal routine and habits. That sets me up for a good day. But what is the best thing that you can do right now for your nutrition that's going to make you feel good? If you're out at social events, if you're doing whatever, you know, if it's a birthday or a wedding, do whatever. If it's a social event that you know that you have planned and that you're ready for and whatever, you're going to have drinks and go out, go for it, have fun, have the best time in the world. Try and pick no, no sugar drinks and just pick a main that you absolutely love. Try not to go appetizers. Just be more mindful with your selections, but go out, live your life, have fun, enjoy it. Um, the, where was I? This is the fun thing about recording podcasts because I'm always like, all of this valuable information. What the fuck was I just saying? <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, so go out, live your life, do all those fun things. And yes, pick the selection. If it's not a social event, pick the thing that's going to make you feel good for tomorrow morning. Try to avoid alcohol. We know that that's going to fuck up sleep. Try to avoid heaps of sugar and heaps of chocolate and heaps of processed stuff. That's not going to be great. It's going to sit in your gut. It's probably not going to make you feel great. 
if you have a, I'm not saying get a salad, but try and just pick some food that is going to be light, that you know is going to nourish you, that's going to have heaps of nutrients in it. Get vegetables instead of chips. Like just pick the thing that you think is going to help you the best for the morning so that you can wake up with as much energy as possible. That's what we're after. I don't mean energy is in calories. Don't go out and eat fucking 1200 cakes and be like, energy, energy for the morning because I'm bulking. <laughs> but just pick something that's going to make you feel good from the inside out. That's the easiest advice I can give you, or the simplest advice I can give you with nutrition. Super simples. So to start off with building the consistency, we're looking for the positives of completing that task. If you go into the gym, think about how it's air conditioned or how it's warm or how it's always a particular thing. When you finish the gym, you don't have to think about the gym. It's already done. It's over with. You can just sit down, relax for the rest of the day and know that you're sorted. Oh, I've got the hiccups. You can sit down for the rest of the day and know that you're sorted. You don't have to worry about anything. It's just done and dusted. You can go on with your life and just fucking live life really. And you know that it's all sorted. There is nothing better than everything being done and you can just sit down. And if you've got kids, I 100% apologize for that sentence. <laughs> uh, but at least the gym is done. At least the food is cooked or prepped or it's sorted. Get rid of as many mental exercises as possible. If you're starting to, this is one thing that helps me out a fair bit with consistency, is if I'm starting to spiral in the sense of I'm talking myself out of it, I start to talk myself out of it in such a way that it feels so overwhelming to not do that task. If I go to the gym, this is where I differ from a fair few people because this has always felt natural to me and I've got no idea where it's come from. I think it's my dad, but anyway. Most people think about, oh, I've got to go to the gym and then I've got it like, that's going to take up an hour. Then I've got to drive home. Then the kids are going to be tired. It's going to be seven o'clock by then. Then I've got to get dinner ready. And then, oh, I just can't be fucked. And then that makes it overwhelming to go to the gym. Me, I go, oh, I've got to go to the gym. Fuck. And then if I don't go to the gym, I'm going to have to, if I keep procrastinating of going to the gym, if I don't go to the gym, however I want to start this sentence off, if I don't go to the gym, I'm going to feel like shit. I know that I can get it done. I've got the time to do it right now. I can go there even if I just spend 30 minutes there. It's six o'clock now. By the time I get there, finish my workout and get home, it's not even going to be seven o'clock. And I can just do it then. Oh, fuck it. I'll just go get it done. I've made it so overwhelming in the sense of if I... It's very simple for me to get this done. And if I don't go and do this thing, here's all the negative impacts that are going to happen for if I if that doesn't happen. If it feels overwhelming to not go, then I talk just getting mindset now. I, because I don't want you... For me, that works extremely well. Because I know that if I do that and I still come to the conclusion of I'm not going to the gym, I immediately switch into, but it's going to be better for me to have a rest day because of this, because of that. If I have a rest day, I can do but, but, but at home and I immediately switch my mindset. I'm very trained, I'm going to say. I'm very trained in the sense of if I need to flick a switch in my brain and get to a different state of being, I can do that pretty well and just say, well, I'm going to go do this thing because that's just what needs to happen. If I don't do that thing, then I'm like, sweet. Well, here's this other stuff that I can do because I'm not doing that. It's very simple for me to just flick the switch because I'm like, something has to happen here. If I'm doing nothing, then I'm still achieving what I wanted to do because I set out to rest. If I set out to rest, I'm allowed to rest. 
because that's exactly the intention and the task that I wanted to do and that I'm going to do. If I go to the gym, I have the intention to go to the gym to do these things. Whatever it is that I do, I have the thing in my head of, I'm going to do this. That's just what it is. Even if it's resting, even if it's nothing. I have the intention to rest, therefore I'm going to rest. But I try not to be too consistent with those like, oh, I'll just get out of it because I need to rest, because I need to do these things. It's just building the consistency of what feels best for you or what is going to make you feel the best in this moment. That could be going to the gym. It could be picking something better for food. It could be having a rest day. It could be ordering a HSP and watching Critical Role on the couch. I don't know, whatever you do. (laughs) It could be that, it could be whatever, but it's what is needed for you and then what is going to make you feel the best for tomorrow. Sometimes that question is going to be what do you need to do right now for you in this moment? But it's also that short-term gratification or short-term sacrifice, I should say, of getting to that point of what do I need to do to make sure that I can feel as good as possible tomorrow? That normally gets a lot of people going. So with the goals, first off, just fucking set better goals. (laughs) Set better goals. Don't worry about the end goal or the 20 kilos or the thing. Just what is the next step that I have to take from here? How can I make that as achievable and realistic as possible? How can I get to the gym three days a week? And what am I doing at the gym three days a week? Cool. When you go there and you do that for three days a week, it's going to be a lot easier to obtain. So it's more likely going to be more consistent. Easy. When you set better goals, they become naturally consistent because you're not worrying, oh my God, I have to do this and then this and then this. And it gets to Sunday and you're like, oh my God, I have to fit in three workouts now. And you go to the gym for six hours and you're like, well, I technically did all of my workouts, even though you technically just did three, but one of them was just a fucking mountain of a session. Uh, So yeah, as best you can, set better goals. If you want to hand on that, just message us through Instagram. More than happy to do that for you. (coughs) More than happy to set some goals for you or help you come up with goals. And we've done it so much that I can most likely just do it through Instagram DMs. And if you want to do that, do it at the fitness genie or one word. So we can do that for you. The other thing is to make sure that with the goals that you're setting, they're within your capacity. They're within your limits. Again, they're realistic. Building the consistency around your goals. When you set better goals, they're going to be more consistent. And when it gets to the point of, I can't be fucked doing this, why not? What's going to happen if you don't do it? What's going to happen if you do do it? Do do. And weigh up the pros and cons or the worst case situation of not going to the gym or the best case situation of going to the gym. Because we know that all this shit compounds. That's what it is. This is just a game of compounding interest. If you had a million dollars worth of stocks in obviously a particular stock, if you had a million dollars invested in a particular stock and all you had to do to make that stock go up by one cent today. If you had to just take action to make that go up by one cent, would you do it? Well, probably not. I mean, it's one cent, right? But if you don't do the thing to make it go up by one cent, it's going to go down by one cent. All of a sudden, it's, oh, do I want that one cent or do I want to lose that one cent? It's going to compound. So if you more often than not do something that is going to help that stock increase in value, even if you pick four days to increase the stock's worth and then three days it goes back down, it's still going up on a weekly average. 
So then if we do that across the year, there's an extra 52 cents. So now that million dollars has turned into, I don't know, I'm not good at this, but it's gone up by 50 cents. And even if it was a dollar at the start there and you put a million dollars into it, it's gone up by 50 cents. I'm assuming that's a 50% increase. It's now $1.5 million. My math could be completely fucked on that one. But that's what we're after. Compounding interest. It's not going to seem like a lot when you're in that moment. But if you can build that consistency of, I just want this to increase by one cent, then it's going to go up by a cent. If you don't do something, it's going to go back down by a cent. So we're looking for more often than nots with this one. And building the consistency, it's going to become... Initially, you're going to have to use discipline to be able to fuck it. I'll just go. I'll get it done. And when it's done, it's out of the way. It's this, it's that. Eventually, like to start off with, you're going to have to do discipline. Eventually, it's going to become a part of your lifestyle of, oh, when do I go to the gym? How am I going to get the gym in? Those type of questions start coming up. Then when you stop going to the gym, you will go, why do I feel so shit? Oh, I haven't moved as much as I normally do. I need to figure out how to get to the gym. And that is where we know that it has become a habit. It's become a part of your lifestyle. And that's where we need to figure out how do we get it back into your life. Initially for the first, I'm going to say six months, because I'm going to give you some time to work on it. Six months, how do we build that consistency? How do we have that discipline to be able to compound that stock by one cent every single day by taking action on one thing per day? And then after that six months, it becomes so much easier where it's like, hey, you know what? Um, this stock is going to increase by two cents now when you take these actions. But at the same time, if you don't take these actions, it's only going to drop by one cent. That is the beauty of compounding interest. I know that's a fucking terrible analogy, particularly if there's people listening that are in finance. That's a terrible analogy. But when you start taking all of these positive actions, it's going to get a lot easier, is what I'm saying. And it's becoming a lot easier for you to build on that compounding interest or just doing the right things and building the right habits it becomes a shitload easier and the stock increases in value a hell of a lot easier. So I fucking hope this is making sense, <laughs> but that's what we're doing. That is what we are after. We are looking for consistency for this year. And I will let you know the fitness genie for this year of 2023, we are all about building programs, building the audience, building the engagement and trying to build a community that is a lot more engaged and helping us actually build the programs, build the podcast and build the fitness genie as a brand of inclusivity and just making sure that people are happy and comfortable doing what we're doing and we're well, doing what they're doing and to just bring people together. Because when we did the retreat in December, I think we had nine people come through and that was amazing. Uh, one of the clients flew in from Queensland. That was fucking awesome. We were meant to have another person that comes in from Queensland. Hey, there's Loki on the video. We were meant to have two that came down from Queensland, but I know that she's listening. Uh, she tested positive for COVID on the Friday and she was meant to fly out, fly out on that Saturday, on the Friday. Uh, so that wasn't great. <laughs> that was bad. Um, but when we had people together that were, have either done the program or are doing the program, all very like-minded, all connecting, all there for the same reason, doing the same stuff, but having different journeys, but are still similar. When they all started connecting with each other and there's best friendships that have grown out of people just doing the program and supporting each other. And I've seen it firsthand where people have just stuck around in the community for so long and they've become the example of, hey, this is an ideal client. This is what we want for our clients, which is this lifestyle. 
people see that and go, oh my God, I want that for me. And then they sign up and then they meet that person and go, oh my God, it's you. And then it just forms a whole thing. That's what we want for everybody in the fitness genie for this year. So 2023 is about connecting a hell of a lot more and just building engagement. We want to build engagement. We want to connect with you all. We want to offer something that is for you. That's it. And that's what we're hoping to do with everything that we're doing. So we may be a little bit slower on the content, but what we're doing is trying to create content for you. So if you have topics you want to hear discussed, or there is just something that you are struggling with, or you want to get in on the Discord community, whatever, we are just going to be super open, honest, and engaging with everything that we do. If you want to hear something or you have questions, just DM us. We will either answer it right then and there for you, or well, what's most likely going to happen, I will answer it and fix your problem and then say, can I use this as a podcast topic? <laughs> and then I'll go even deeper and you get to hear my, my sultry voice on the microphone. So even better. But anywho, I hope you're having an amazing 2023. This is the year of building that goes for us, that goes for you. So what we need to do is just say this is 2023 was the year that the foundations were laid for the best year of my life, which is going to be 2024. Hopefully what happens by doing that is that you trick yourself and you trick your brain and 2023 becomes the best year of your life because you fell in love with the journey and self-improvement and just doing shit for you and you become a lot happier because you're not taking bullshit anymore. You're removing toxic people from your life and toxic situations from your life and you're doing shit that's just ultimately benefiting you so that you can live a better life. 2023 is all about that. We are just building so that we can set ourselves up for 2024 to just live effortlessly and still get the shit that we want. But we have to do the hard work in 2023. And that's what we're here to do for both ourselves and for you. So I hope you're having an awesome year. If you need us for absolutely anything, just DM us. They are always open. We don't give a fuck. We're not going to try and sell you anything. The amount of different programs that we have coming out, they're going to sell themselves. So when we're engaging with you and when we're talking to you, it is just purely how can we give you as much value as possible for the short time that we have for this interaction. Otherwise, have the best time in the world. I'll speak to you all very soon.